0: Hey friends, it has been a tiny bit. Uh, I'll have you know that I actually did record a bunch of episodes, but I wouldn't publish them right away. And then I would delete them when I went back to record another one, because I don't know, that's just kind of how I am. If I don't get something out right away, I end up second guessing it or looking at it and thinking, oh, that wasn't well done or it wasn't clear enough. And and I'll delete it and then just start something else. So um, that's a bad habit of mine. And I've uh, done that for the past, like, Month, almost month on this podcast. I swear I've deleted probably over six or seven, Um, but that's over. So the big update, Um, there's been a lot going on with LiveWare, and that's partially why there's been so many videos and partially why I haven't published them because it's confusing and it's hard to explain and it's frustrating. And I don't know. I don't want to drag you down with me, but I think uh, I'm at a point of clarity. I'm at a point of decisiveness. So let me catch you up a little bit. Um, I've I believe I've done an episode at some point about protected properties, but here's here's kind of the gist of this. This is the biggest problem in Livewire, quote unquote. That's what I titled the this forum post that I made. Oh, by the way, there's a forum you should check it out. <laughs> there's a forum post called "Help Me Solve the Biggest Problem Livewire," and this is this is this is a problem that has sort of I don't want to say haunted me, but it's been around f- since almost the beginning. So here's the problem statement. LiveWire, 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 LiveWire. PHP is a one-shot deal. When you make a Laravel request, the whole thing just runs and then spits the HTML out to the server. And then the user triggers some update, like a URL change, and it does that again. Their browser, however, has a long running process. So that's why Vue.js and these other Java, you know, JavaScript is a there's a runtime in the browser and it's continuously running and waiting for user interaction and whatnot. So in Phoenix Live View, uh, Phoenix or Elixir on the back end is a continuous process. So they can create a parity between the back end process and the front end process. So the user's browser session with their JavaScript and then the server's back end session. Um, and there can be a one to one. So there can be a process for a user on the page so they can do all sorts of nice things. Well, I chose really, really early on to not go that route because PHP just isn't there yet, and or PHP WebSockets and an asynchronous PHP. Um, there's there's stuff about it, and there's stuff out there, but they either require extensions or fancy things that just nobody wants to finagle with. Finagle, finagle with. Um, so I chose early on. Let's just do AJAX. Let's make LiveWire. Let's make its network transfer protocol AJAX. And so AJAX is stateless. Um, This is a fancy word, but what it means is, so a long-running instance is stateful. It has a state. You can change it. You can mutate it. It lives in one place. Stateless is something that gets passed around. So LiveWire actually lives in the request and response data that goes to and fro a server. I guess LiveWire on the front end is stateful, but on the back end, it's stateless. So LiveWire keeps track of what the current state of a component is, Then when you make an update, say a a click on something that has wire colon click, it sends an AJAX request with the payload back to the server, it hydrates up the component, um, and then it does its action, and then it dehydrates it back to the new data in HTML, puts it back on the front end and rinse and repeat. So I've probably said that a thousand times. I hope you understand that by now. I, I think that's something that that's one of those big key pieces of knowledge to understand. And if you didn't build LiveWire, I can imagine it's frustrating to wrap your head around and seems odd. It's like hearing uh, Evan, you talk about the virtual DOM and how it just means nothing to you. But if if you had built it, you would understand. <laughs> and it's not rocket science. Um, but it's just one of those things that that uh, you have to kind of open open it up a little bit to understand or inspect your dev tools or, I don't know, hear me spew it enough times to understand it. So that's the nature of this problem. Um, the problem comes from we don't have a long running backend PHP instance. So how does this problem manifest itself? So basically, all the data of LiveWire gets transferred back and forth, like I said, so if you set a, um, you can pass data into a LiveWire component, right? So you could presumably pass in an eloquent model. And the first thing people tried to do when I launched LiveWire was save eloquent models to properties, so they would have a property called post, and they would, you know, set post to an eloquent model out of the database, and then they would get an error that says, "Hey, you can't do that. You can only set um, like uh, arrays or integers or strings to public properties." And the reasoning for that is you're sending it to JavaScript, so I either have to serialize the whole PHP object and deserialize it, whatever. There's so many weird things and up and things in the back of my mind like well I don't want to expose somebody's entire eloquent object to the front end like maybe they I don't know forgot to hide like a password field or you know I don't know I'm exposing the some part of their internal system I'm telling the front end could inspect and see what class it is and what namespace and I don't know it just doesn't feel right to me so that's the problem and you don't actually need to store things that way. You don't need to store eloquent models. You can fetch them from the database every update, but it's just not natural for people. So my first, my first plan of attack was I'm going to make protected properties uh, what people want. You can store anything in a protected property. And my strategy was I'll store it in a cache in the back end. And then when I'm rehydrating a component, I'll fetch the protected data out of the cache from the back end. So that's what I did. And that that was me choosing the invisible path. That was me making a feature that was invisible. Now, people, when they're learning Livewire, they try to set up a public property and uh, to an eloquent model and they'll say, hey, you can't do that. Um, Try setting a protected property. And they do that and it works fine. And they read the docs and it gives them a little description of the differences and when to use what. And they understand and they go well, they go on their way. It's an invisible feature. They don't understand that it's cached in the back end. Even if they do, it's they don't really understand the implications of that. So that's what I did. And there's some other wackiness I had to do to accomplish that. So it was a lot of magic. A lot of magic went into making that invisible feature. So then there was a GitHub issue that came in that basically said, hey, back buttons don't work. And my stomach just dropped. And I, because I, it's one of those things that I realized immediately what it was. It's like, oh, they have a protected property. They've gone to a new page. Now they hit the back button, and the protected property is out of sync with their public properties. Um, kind of a long story why that is, but. I don't know. When you hit the back button, it loads a cached result of the HTML, which has all the, the public data encoded in it. So, LiveWare boots up with the initial data that the component has, but the protected data is like the down-the-road data. So, kind of weird to describe, but I don't know. Um, so, that that's the issue of public data, protected data. There's this drift, and the drift happens because there's two paradigms going on in liveware now. Each component has stateful data in a cache that's actually like living and lives on the back end and can be mutated, and state list data on the front end, the data object that gets passed back and forth. Oh, it's so many words. I'm hearing myself explain it, and I'm I'm hearing myself explain it to myself. And if I didn't know everything about this, there would be kind of sparks like, you know, flying in my brain and it would it would not it would not it's not an easy thing to grasp. So So the high level problem is there's two types of data in Livewire and making those work nicely together is problematic. And because I'm dealing with a cache, you get all the problems that come with dealing with a cache. Cache invalidation, um, cache bloat, uh, cache drift, there's all these things. And there's plenty of different hacks I could have added on top of this system and added layer and layer and layer. To make this, to keep this feature invisible and to keep the feature working, and just fix bug after bug, bug whack-a-mole. But I opted for a simpler route with the help of my buddy Mitch. We sat down and he walked me through this problem, and he's sort of a sounding board for me. and And we kind of hashed out all the different paths and realized we're happier if we got rid of protected properties and put the onus on the user, which is my least favorite thing to do. It makes Livewire harder to use. I chose to go against the invisible path. Um, I tried to provide some API, like a recommended API for this uh, computed properties, which we can talk about in another episode. Um, so I have a couple recommended ways to do it, but I still get GitHub issues right now. We've made the update and I still get GitHub issues of people saying, Hey, this thing's broken. Hey, that thing's broken. But really what they mean is protected properties don't work anymore. And then somebody comes in and says, Oh yeah, protected properties don't work. Here's the post, go read it. So it pains me inside to do that. But I thought about it a long, 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 long time. And at the end of the day, I will be able to sleep soundly. And I think here's how I can sum it up. I've all this time, like I reach for the invisible features. I want LiveWire to feel invisible and native to people. But there's certain cases where it almost is deceitful. Like me making this feature invisible makes it seem like something simple and safe is happening. But it's a really complex system loaded with magic. And it seems deceitful to me now. I feel like I need to expose the underbelly in this way so that users use the tool responsibly. It requires more knowledge on their end, but they'll understand the tool at a deeper level. And I think that's going to be for the best. I think we're going to be better off. And hey, developers like complexity, right? So I'm giving them something complex. There you go. Have fun. (laughs) All right. Thanks.